Ever feel like you're doing this teaching thing alone? You don't have to be. Share Teaching is all about sharing the workload through the power of collaboration and teamwork. Together, we'll walk through all the difficult parts of teaching and learn how to streamline our processes, fine-tune our time management, and develop a more manageable workload. If that sounds like a dream come true to you, then welcome to the Shared Teaching Podcast. Let's share in the teaching to make those dreams a reality. Now here's today's Shared Teaching. Welcome back to the Shared Teaching Podcast. I'm your host, Susan, creator here of Shared Teaching. And before we get started tonight, I just wanted to say that I am thinking of all the people that have been affected by the Uvalde shooting. And if you haven't heard yet, if you go to hashtag Teachers for Change or you Venmo at Teachers for Change, you can donate to the Rob School Memorial Fund and Every Town for Gun Safety. And every single penny donated will be split evenly between these two great organizations. And it's just a little way to help if you're feeling helpless. And I also encourage you to join their Instagram and see how teachers are going to try to hopefully make sure that this doesn't happen to any more families. So that being said, let's go ahead and move on with the show. This is episode number 48. And I'm talking about six ways you can help reluctant writers. So if you have any reluctant writers in your classroom, it might be because they're struggling writers and they'll be like that until they grow confidence in their abilities. So I've come up with six different ways to help them. The first is that reluctant writers need choices. So they need choices within the writing time. And when they're provided a choice, they're more engaged in writing. There are several ways you can provide choices during writing time. One of my favorite and easiest ways to provide choice during writer's workshop is to offer students a choice of writing utensils. So I usually prefer to have students write in pens because I don't know if you've noticed, but especially in the lower elementary grades, some students get so stuck on perfect penmanship or trying to figure out the spelling of a word that they kind of get stuck there and they don't really produce a lot of writing. So by offering them a pen to write in, they're not erasing and rewriting and erasing and rewriting the same sentence or even the same word or few letters. They're moving on with their writing. And it also eliminates all those issues with, oh, my pencil's broken. Oh, I need to sharpen it. And they have to have the perfect point just to write. And they have to keep sharpening to get that perfect point. So it helps eliminate some of those issues. And then um, I want you to imagine a writer's workshop day in your classroom when you start writing time by passing out glare pens to all the students. Just think of the excitement on their, their little faces as they learn that today is the day they get to use these pens to craft their stories. They're going to dive into writing time just to see the color of that glittery ink come alive on the page. Now, I have a seven-year-old, almost to be eight, and this is very true because she loves glittery pens, fancy ink, any kind of fancy pens. She's nodding her head yes, (laughs) and this is really going to get them excited to write for the day. 
So another choice you can provide students is the choice of what to write. There's too many writing prompts used in the classroom that if you use them every single day, it's going to start to stifle student creativity. Reluctant writers especially are going to dig in their heels when it comes time to write because they just can't handle another day where they are told exactly what they have to write and on what topic. So if if you teach the craft of the genre, but leave the ideas of what to write up to the student, it's going to free up their creativity. If they're interested in dinosaurs, why do they have to write about a historical figure for their nonfiction report? Just let them write about the dinosaurs. The second way you can help reluctant writers is by offering them support. Now, sometimes students are reluctant writers because they are unsure how to get their words onto paper, and this can be especially true in lower grades. If a student is lower academically, they might struggle with how to sound out their words. Writer's workshop can be a tough time for these students because they know how to write independently, but they just can't get those words out. So it's important to evaluate your class on their writing abilities. When the majority of the class is at the same developmental level in writing, planning mini lessons become easy. However, most of us know this is a very rare occasion in a regular classroom. So think about what support you can offer that the reluctant writers might need and offer them a little bit more assistance. So if you are unavailable, perhaps you can pair up these students to have a writing buddy. I do have a word of caution not always doing a writing buddy because you don't want them to become reliant upon each other too much, and maybe the writing buddy kind of takes over and does all the work for their partner. With the right training, though, a writing buddy can act as a support in helping the reluctant writer sound out their words or put sentences onto paper. It might need a little bit of training, though, perhaps a few mini lessons on how to work correctly with a partner. Providing small group conferences of similar ability students, which I've talked about before, can also help provide reluctant writers with support. This gives you the opportunity to model one thing you want them to practice that day and watch them try it out. This small group could also continue their work together once the conference is done. In pre-COVID years, I like to have students move their seats during writing time to sit in their ability groups. Okay, number three is that reluctant writers need tools. So do your students have the right tools for writer's workshop? I like to refer to the supplies students use as tools. Somehow just changing that word, um, supplies to tools, gets more buy-in from the students. Even better if these tools are only used during writing time and not during other subjects. One year, I had a fancy little plastic toolbox for all of my groups. So each group had a toolbox, and I called it their writing tools. It had a nice little label on it. And they only got those out during writing time, and they really took care of those supplies. So writing utensils, such as our fancy pens, can be one of these tools. Other tools might be an anchor chart that the students need to reference back, um, use to reference back to the lesson. Um, Sometimes the students are reluctant to write because they don't understand what was asked of them. And other times they just need a little bit more explanation or a visual example, which of course is where making sure you have an anchor chart comes in because it really helps the students see an actual example of what you're talking about. One of my favorite tools is the writing folder. At the beginning of the year, each of my students is provided with a writing folder, which is all color coordinated. And these blue folders are used only for writing workshop and offer a way to hold 
all their writing, their pre-writing plans, and any additional tools for support. So if you look inside my plastic writing folders, there are alphabet charts, there's a blend and die graph chart, and there's a handwriting formation chart. So think about what the majority of your students might need for writing. Is it going to be a mini word wall, some kind of phonics assistant, some handwriting help? These fit nicely into page protectors that can live in their folders for reference all year long. Okay, the fourth reason, or the fourth way we're helping reluctant writers today, is that reluctant writers need variety. So just like most adults, students also crave variety. Now I'm a huge fan of using systems in the classroom, but having a system should not equal boredom. During writing time, students should be given variety. Now variety can come in offering a students a choice of what to write, what pens or pencils to write with, fancy papers or booklets, and a choice of where to write. By not having everything the same every day, like the same pencil, the same paper, the same place you're writing, your reluctant writers will be more engaged in writing time. So feel free to experiment, but I suggest changing only one thing once a week so that you can kind of gauge which one of those things is working correctly. So maybe on Friday, students will get to use the fancy pens. Then the next Friday, you might change it up to fancy paper, but they're using pencils. Try out several different options and see what excites your students the most. Which ones of those things is exciting those reluctant writers in their classroom? And then offer more of those days. The fifth thing is that reluctant writers need alternatives. So reluctant writer, writers need an alternative during writer's workshop. So for this, I mean to think about different accommodations you can use instead of just paper and pencils during writing time. So some alternatives you might use uh, might be to have students type their stories, create an audio file of a spoken story, or use a text-to-type option. While these are not great long-term solutions to students that struggle with writing, they can be great solutions for the beginning of the school year and used sporadically throughout the year. Most schools, now that we've had COVID and distance learning, um, have one-to-one student devices. So if your students have access to a Google account, they can use the text-to-speech within a Google document. In the past, I've also had students record audio of their finished stories by using free programs such as Audacity or Flipgrid. And there's many that are also available within your computer system if you ask your district's IT person. So the sixth and final way to help reluctant writers is that they need collaboration. So reluctant writers should be given time to collaborate and share with their peers. Consider having students work in groups to pre-plan their writing for the day before moving into independent writing. Maybe switch it up and allow students to write in pairs sometimes as well. Whatever you do, don't forget the power of share time at the end of a writer's workshop session. Sometimes having students see what other peers have accomplished during writing time makes them eager to have something of their own to share. It also provides a great time to showcase different writing levels. I find that this can be a great push for lower ability students to start producing even higher level work. So once again, our six ways that we can help reluctant writers are that they need choices, support, tools, a variety, alternatives, and collaboration. So I hope you've enjoyed this podcast episode, and I'm 
Hope I will see you or hear from you next time. Bye for now. Hi, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you've loved this show, then join me in sharing the teaching, hitting that subscribe button, and leaving us a review on iTunes so we can be found by more teachers like you who are ready to start sharing the workload. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Find new episodes each week on shareteaching.com. Thanks for listening to the Share Teaching Podcast. The third thing today is that 